Y'all didn't know I played the clarinet, but I do. I taught myself how to play at the beginning of last year. See, I can do anything. I can do a lot of things. In fact, I can introduce myself. Hi! I'm Crystal Clear, the host of More Morgamons. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you, and I appreciate you being here. If we've met before, hey, thanks for coming over. Thanks for coming to Freedom House. Gather round, gather round. Gather round the fireplace, because I'm not going to leave it on that long, because my gas bill was over $400 last month. What the fuck? Um, but I'm going to tell y'all a story, so gather round. I'm going to tell y'all a Bible story today. Before you hang up, before you turn the show, for those of y'all who are not into Bible stories, this is a different kind of Bible story, I promise. And it all relates to my theory of Morgulons and mental illness. And it's just about as good of a theory as any of the other crackpot, baloney, cockamamie bullshit that anybody from the Charles E. Holman Foundation to the Centers for Disease Control has come up with so far to explain Morgulons, or for that matter, to explain mental illness in general. Morgulons is not a mental illness, but getting a real disease that people say is a mental illness will give you a mental illness. Thanks, society. Uh, but you know what? It ain't working on me. I'm healthy, happy, and sane. It's just weird. I'm just weird, y'all. That's the only thing. But I'm so confident in my own sanity and my own mental health that I feel comfortable being my weird self without undermining my credibility. Because frankly, if me being weird makes you not believe me, that says more about you than it does about me. Okay? Uh, what a great day. What a great day. It wasn't a good day, but I made the best of a bad day. And that's how it became great. All right? Doesn't make sense. Just go with it. Stay tuned, too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A few episodes ago, on a recent show, what was it called, y'all? What was it called? It, it was where we had some guests call in and talk about their Morgulon's experience. Um, I think it was Bat Plague, the other corona, six days ago. Uh, I think that was the episode. But, uh, yeah, we had some guests on the show, listeners that called in and uh, shared their experiences courageously with the rest of us and one of them described how she had gone to a doctor and the doctor had diagnosed her with possession yes it is the year 2021 and we are living in america with the quote best medical system in the world unquote i don't know how we can keep saying shit like that when it's so clearly obviously untrue for so many reasons, uh, the the possession diagnosis being just one uh, that hits close to home. But it got me thinking about my favorite Bible story. 
And you may say to yourself, well, Crystal, why is this your favorite Bible story? And I'll say, well, because um, I don't really know any other ones except for the one about the garden and the one about uh, that wedding party where uh, Jesus livens it up because somebody didn't buy enough alcohol and he turns the water into wine. Good guy to have around. Um, And, of course, the other one where he's uh, on the cross and whatnot talking about his doubt and pain. So those are the Bible stories I know. Never read the Bible myself. Uh, it seems pretty boring. Um, and my family, I grew up in a family of atheists, so we didn't do the uh, whole Sunday school type thing when I was growing up. Mm. But uh, I'm not an atheist. I am a theist, as y'all know, if you've ever listened to this show before. And uh, yeah, I want to tell you my favorite Bible story. It is about the Gerasene demoniac. So, the exorcism of the Gerasene demoniac, frequently known as the miracle of the Gerardine swine, and the exorcism of Legion, is one of the miracles performed by Jesus according to the New Testament. The story shows Jesus exorcising a demon or demons out of a man and into a herd of swine, causing the swine to run down a hill into a lake and drown themselves. The story appears in the three synoptic Gospels, but not the Gospel of John. All accounts involve Jesus exercising demons, identified collectively in Mark and Luke as, quote, legion. The story was interpreted by saints Augustine of Hippo and Thomas Aquinas to mean that Christians have no duties to animals. Meaning, you can eat meats, fine, God wants you to. Even Jesus killed pigs. Uh, It has been a point of contention in discussions of Christianity and animal rights. Now, I don't think that this story is about animal rights at all, and I'll tell you what I think this story is about, but let's actually hear the story, all right? Mark. In Mark, the earliest account of the Gerasene demoniac is from the Gospel of Mark, Mark 5 one uh, twenty, in which Jesus goes across the sea into the region of the Gerasenes. There, a man, quote, possessed by a demon, comes from the caves to meet him. People had tried to tie him down, but he was too strong to be bound, even with chains, for he would always break out of them. Night and day, among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Jesus approaches and calls the demon to come out of the man, who replies, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you in the name of God never to torment me. Jesus asks the demon for his name and is told, My name is Legion, for we are many. The demons beg Jesus not to send them away, but instead to send them into the pigs on a nearby hillside, which he does. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rush down the steep bank into the sea and are drowned. The man is now seen dressed, and restored to sanity. He asks to be included among the disciples who travel with Jesus, but he is refused and instructed to remain in the Decapolis region to tell of, quote, the great things the Lord has done and how he has had compassion on you. Theologian Tom Wright calls him the, quote, the first apostle to the Gentiles. That would be uh, us non-Jewish people, y'all. Then in Matthew, the author of the Matthew Gospel shortens the story dramatically, Matthew eight twenty eight thirty four, and writes not of one possessed man, but of two. In this version, Jesus did not ask for the demon's name, an important element of traditional exorcism practice. I wonder if your doctor knew that, Tina. 
The location is also changed to the region of the Gerardines, as in most Bible translations. The King James Version in Matthew 8.28 has the location as Gergesenes, which corresponds to the modern Kersey, the most plausible location of the gospel event. And finally, the Luke Gospel Version, Luke 8.26.39, shortened this but retained most of the details. One detail that the Lucan Gospel has but the other gospel, writer, gospel writers lack is a reference to both the demoniac's nakedness and his subsequent clothing. At Luke 8.27, the gospel writer notes that the demoniac wore no clothes. Then he notes that he was, quote, quote, clothed and in his own mind. Clothing is an important prop in the Lucan narrative, biblical clothing, which in this scene portrays the demoniac's development from his animal-like state to his restoration as a human being. Initially, the possessed man has been expelled from the human race. That is, he is no better off than an animal without clothing. I imagine having morgulons and knowing that there's no one out there to help you feels a little bit like that. Initially, the possessed man has been expelled from the human race. That is, he is no better off than an animal without clothing. But after his exorcism, his humanity is fully restored and he rejoins the human race, quote, clothed and in his right mind. And he lived happily ever after. Well, we don't know about that. But this is my favorite Bible story. I have always felt like this particular story was about, I mean, who is the Gerasene? The Gerasene demoniac is a man who basically, in our modern contemporary uh, understanding, would be a man, we would say, had a mental illness. He had schizophrenia. You know, he thinks that he's possessed by a legion of demons. He says, we are many, even though he's one person. So there you've got your, you know, multiple personality disorder. He's cutting himself with stones. So he's self-mutilating or self-excoriating, as a CDC might say about him. Um, he's going around naked. How many times have y'all seen a naked person just running around in public? They tended to be the kind of person who we would call, you know, crazy. What about, he's so strong. I, I can tell you, as a psychiatric nurse, if you ever encounter a psychotic person in the middle of a, a psychotic episode, whoo, you better come with backup. You better come with backup. Those people have incredible uh, strength. They really do. And uh, unfortunately, to, to this day, uh, it is still legal and commonly practiced to tie people down with four-point restraints when they are having a psychotic episode. So the fact that the people in the town tried to tie him down is, is no different than what people this day and age are still doing on a daily basis in mental institutions to women, men, children, and grannies and grandpas, okay? And that's a very sad thing, and it's something that I don't personally like to participate in, although I have, and I would say there's at least once or twice when these kinds of measures were necessary to protect that person and the other people around them. Regardless of that, it is still bondage, imprisonment. And he goes amongst the tombs, and there's nothing lonelier than a man whose only friends 
or bones. And right, he, he's completely ostracized from society. He's cutting himself. He has lost sense of who he is. He feels tormented and he begs Jesus, don't torment me. And uh, he just, he, he cannot fit in. He just does not belong. Here's the thing about the garrison. You know, Jesus comes to him. Nobody, you think anybody else? How long do you think it's been since anybody walked up to the garrison demoniac and said, hey man, what's going on? What are you doing? What, what are you so upset about? What, who are you talking to? I don't see anybody. How long do you think it's been? Well, let me ask you this. How long has it been since you went up to a floridly psychotic person, naked, running around the streets and said, hey, 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 what's going on? Are you okay? What's happening right now? Who are you? What's your name? When was the last time you did that? Uh, never. Yesterday, day before yesterday, plus never. Yeah, probably never, right? Because that's a frightening thing. You know, when a person is completely having a, an experience that you cannot relate to and they are breaking all of the social norms that we expect um, of people, other people's behavior, that is, that is frightening to people. And, um, and it, it, you know, it, it could be a, a warning sign to, to kind of stay back because you don't know if this person's willing to break, you know, those norms. Are they also willing to, you know, break your head? <laughs> I can tell you, I've never, I never had a serious injury uh, in the course of my uh, career working with psychotic patients, but I will say, you know, I've definitely been called every name in the book and been spit on. One of my nurses, he has this big scar on his head. I said, how do you get that scar on your head? And he said, oh, that was from a patient about your size. 27 stitches, he said. You know, I try to model my interactions with anyone who's going through an experience like that after what Jesus did because he diffused the situation. And, um, and he did so simply by recognizing his humanity because that is, in truth, what has sent the garrison demoniac truly over the edge into this unreachable world, this inner hell where people stopped even trying to reach out. It, it, it is a positive feedback cycle, um, and that is true to this day uh, when it comes to the mentally ill people in this world. And I use mentally ill with quotes around it because although there are real bona fide uh, conditions of, of human beings that it is, they are uh, being tormented uh, with, with disease of, of the spirit and of the, the mind and, uh, you know, just not functioning in a way that, that we would, uh, you know, we would want ourselves to, to have to live or anyone else we loved. And, and it's a terrible thing. Uh, yeah, severe and chronic mental illness is uh, just something that uh, modern society has found no, no uh, salve uh, to, to soothe. Uh, and we certainly haven't found anything to, to cure it. And we, I think that's in part because we, we, don't, we don't understand it. We really don't. Um, 
you know, to this day, there's, there's absolutely no scientific explanation for why some people are, quote, schizophrenic and other people aren't. I mean, they think it's a combination of heredity, so your genes, uh, nurture, nature, but we don't even know what it is. We really don't. A chemical imbalance, that's bounced around a lot that it's a chemical imbalance. That's, that's kind of, that's the current uh, and has been for a long time, uh, for, for some time now, understanding of, of the biophysical uh, things that are taking place in mental illness. They say it's a imbalance chemicals. I mean, this is not this is not all too far off from the idea that the ancient uh, uh, Romans, Greeks came up with about the four humors. You know, they said everybody that's unwell, it's because they have an imbalance in the four humors, which were like blood, bile, phlegm, and something else. I can't remember. Shit. It was cockamamie. I mean, it was just sort of made up. Um, this is, you know, we we know today that that's not true. Yet at the same time. Just replace blood bile phlegm with dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine. We just, it's the same cockamamie theory. Just with, add on what we know about neurotransmitters in the brain. That That's basically it. But there's there's no scientific evidence whatsoever to support that theory. They've done many, many tests trying to find out if, you know, they took the cerebrospinal fluid of all these people that were depressed. It, it turns out, nope, they don't have low serotonin or, or abnormal serotonin. There was no pattern whatsoever. Uh, same thing, you know, you can do a million brain scans of people that have schizophrenia, and you might find that they have some atrophy in their brain. But other than that, there's really no scientific explanation or understanding of, quote, mental illness. But I understand it. I understand it. I can imagine, because I have a great imagination, what it's like to be the garrison demoniac. I can imagine, because I'm a human too, and I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed, and I know what it's like to feel lost, and I know what it's like to feel alone, and I know what it's like to feel unwanted and ostracized and doomed. Don't you? Don't you? Don't we all? Some of us just feel it to an extent that makes us tear at ourselves with stones, howl at the moon, break through chains. But here's something that <laughs> I never thought about till I had this epiphany yesterday about the garrison demoniac. It's always been my favorite Bible story because it's kind of the story of the, you know, the underdog, I guess, you know, the, the reject. And uh, I don't know why. But I kind of relate to that, not because that reflects my life at all. I'm a winner, and I know I'm a winner. And at the same time, there's a garrison demoniac <laughs> part of me that just doesn't ever feel like I fit in. Never felt that way. I mean, 
I worked really hard to get to the place I'm at in my life. You, you wouldn't believe, honestly, if you knew my story. But I, I think that this story kind of gets at the heart of what scares us all so much about crazy people. <laughs> um, I think that we, we somehow innately recognize that that could be us. We don't know what happened to the garrison demoniac to make him the garrison demoniac. But something happened, y'all. Something happened. I promise you that. Now, I have always believed that schizophrenia, whatever that means, because, y'all, the DSM has gone batshit. I'm talking white nose batshit crazy. And... It's like, you know, schizophrenia, unspecified psychotic disorder. They're diagnosing, like, uh, eight-year-olds with this shit. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Some kid in foster care. Some black kid. It's always, you know, don't, don't ever fool yourself into thinking that medicine um, was, was not uh, an institution of racism as well. It's an unconscious bias, y'all. I've seen many, many, many children receive diagnoses and treatment in an inpatient residential hospital setting. And I will tell you something. For sure, little black boys get more diagnoses than any other type of children. I know for sure that little black boys are given more severe diagnoses based upon less clinical evidence. There's a training program for prison, y'all. It's called foster care. That's just, I'm sorry, I'll get off my soapbox, but this is something I feel pretty strongly about. Uh, this, is, this is why I say it's a pet peeve to me that people are so fucking dog crazy. Like, I rescued this dog. I adopted this dog. Talking about it all the time. And it's like, if you want to love somebody, I promise you, there's hundreds of children, great children in your area who would love to be your dog. <laughs> like the great Rosa Barks once said, Sorry, I couldn't help myself, y'all. Um, but yeah, that was just a sidebar. I'm going to go back to the original story about the garrison demoniac and tell y'all I have a new theory and interpretation of this story. And it's actually quite an insight, I think. You guys can tell me what you think. Leave a comment and be like, Crystal, you don't know what you're talking about. I'll rape your ass. And I'll be like... I just did a show advocating for little black boys and look, look at what you've done. I'm going to have to air this. <laughs> um, 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 okay. Hey, 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 listen, 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 this is serious. We're talking about the Bible. <clears throat> um, parasites. Think about this story from the perspective of the garrison demoniac is a man who has parasites. First of all, he's a Gentile, right? They say this is the first apostle who's a Gentile. That's what he's known as. Um, 
what's the difference between Gentiles and Jews? Well, there's a few things, um, but the one of the main ones that this story kind of is about is that the kosher diet, y'all. No pork, no shellfish, no dairy with meat at the same time. Yes, I told y'all I dated a guy from Israel. Uh, he was hot. But anyway, uh, chauvinist. But anywho, the, uh, the point is, <laughs> kerosene demoniac might have parasites. And in fact, has anybody ever really looked into and done a population-wide story, uh, a story, <laughs> study? I've done a population-wide study, uh, like an NHANES kind of a deal. That's the National Health and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's this huge study that they do um, for like heart disease and stuff. But has anybody ever done a study like that on trying to track if there's any correlation between parasitic infection and, quote, mental illness? Because I'm thinking of like, you know, our Austi friend, Austi, Austin, Austi, she was talking about how, um, she was talking about some shit, how maybe parasites like to eat dopamine, she read somewhere or something like that. Sorry if I misquoted that girl, probably did, because uh, it sounds like you would say something kind of smarter than that, but like, no, I could have sworn there was something, though. And I was like, hmm, sounds like bullshit. And then I looked it up. Uh, I looked up an article I was reading, and it was saying that lots of uh, parasites that infect the central nervous system, such as um, toxoplasmo, y'all know this shit? You get it from having kitty cats? Yep, that's why I don't have any anymore. But I used to have some. Uh, toxoplasmy. They also said that one that, uh, what's a girl mentioned? The Chagas uh uh, think cruzy, T. Cruzy. Um, hey, T. Cruzy here to infect your brain. Got any dopamine? Well, the thing is, these things like encase themselves in little cysts in your brain matter, and they do like to whatever. I don't know, we don't know what they use it for, or whatever, but like they kind of fill their little bubble with dopamine. They just roll around in it like, Rrr. and then um, they found that because they were curious about whether or not people that had the parasite, whether or not they had increased dopamine in their brain. And you'd say, well, if the parasites were stealing the dopamine, wouldn't they, um, wouldn't they like have lower levels of dopamine in their brain? Well, not necessarily because, you know, you could be making a lot more and they're taking a little more. You know, there's, there's lots of different scenarios here. But the point is, you might say, wait, 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 back up, Crystal, back up. You just said a minute ago that this whole theory of the four humors with serotonin and dopamine and blah, 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 it was all cockamamie, but you're talking about dopamine as if, you know, you're, you're still in the paradigm. <coughs> Excuse me? Um, who are you, handsome stranger? In the front row, attending my podcast. <sighs> Y'all, I'm not going to date right now. My face is um, Gorgolonian, as a mean poet might say to me. And not just for that reason, though, because I'll go show my ugly mug if that's what it takes to get laid. That's my. That used to be my mindset. Y'all, that used to be my mindset, but I'm trying to evolve a little bit, and uh, 
I did want to say I had my first consult with, um, man, y'all, this story's running long. Nip it, clip it, moving on. Listen, let me get back to my theory. Gerasene, he's the first Gentile. So this mofo been eating pigs. You know what is in pigs? Parasites. Intestinal tapeworm, where does it come from? Eating undercooked pork. There's a lot of parasites like that. Why do you think that those kosher laws existed in the first place? Shellfish, that's another thing that has really bad human parasites. It, you know, they can, they can live in humans. Why do you think that the, quote, demons, the legion of demons, so he had a hyper infestation with something. He's trying to cut it out of his skin with the, the stones. How, how close to home is this hitting? Y'all, all the things in my life that I have been drawn to since 2015, I realize now somehow they are weaving into this current moment, into this crazy story about Morgulons. And I'm just, I just stand back in awe and I say, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for cursing me with these fucking Morgulons. I am legion. Thank you. Because this to me has shown me a deeper level of my humanity and how necessary it is for me to establish community in my life. So excited. I just joined a group therapy uh, thing, like a social group therapy group, uh, and it's, it's really exciting. I know for a fact that this is what I need right now in my life, just like I need more Morgulons in my life, and thank you, thank you for listening to the show because... It makes me feel not so alone. <laughs> and even though I know I'm not alone, ever, because I got myself, it still feels good to like have other people hear you. And um, I appreciate it. But uh, next, moving on, keep this soggy shit to yourself. Put it in a Hallmark card and send it later. What else about this story? He lives by the sea, right? The Gerasene demoniac, he lives by the Sea of Galilee. I don't know where he lives, but they're saying he, he's kind of coastal, but it's a lake. It's a freshwater lake. What lives in freshwater lakes? I don't know, flukes, nematodes, roundworms, helmets. I mean, what do you, what, and I got to find the reference, but I could have sworn that the first time I read this story, he had a shirt of hair. Morgulons, amen. Crystal clear, right here. There's many great stories in the good book. I never myself took an actual look, but I heard you, not very many, and if you never hear any but this one, well then son of a gun, you've heard the best one in the good book. Give me the hook. About the kerosene, 
And he saw the garrison and he said, What's wrong, man? Garrison said, I am legion. I am legion. Because he had a legion of demons possessing his soul. And Jesus said, Hey, man, just relax. Tell me your whole story. And so the garrison told him the whole story from start to finish. And he said, I am legion. Remove these demons. And so Jesus cast the demons out and he put them into a bunch of wild pigs. And those wild pigs ran off a cliff and they drowned in the sea. Whee! That's why you got that undertide, them choppy waters. Whee! Oh, demonia. My favorite story in the Bible, y'all. Cannot be beat. Thanks, Jesus. Amen and A-Women. And everything in between. And of course, the garrison. Demoniac. 